Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. We all want to experience blessing in our life, but you know that you actually have the power to speak life to others. And sometimes your words, they almost take life away too. We're talking about how we go about understanding that in a richer way with Pastor Alan Wright today at SOS Radio. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me. Hope you're doing great too. It's so interesting how words, they suck the life out of us sometimes, and we don't even realize we're doing that to other people. Yeah, the old cliche, sticks and stones will break my bones, your words will never hurt me. It couldn't be more wrong, could it? (laughs) (laughs) Words are shaping the world around us. God created the world with words, and our words are shaping and forming and either helping or hurting people around us every word that comes out of our mouth. It's so crazy because even social media shows how words just hurt and people are cutting each other off and everyone wants to speak, but no one wants to listen. And when we talk over everyone, we realize that we're just causing more division, but our words can actually be used for the opposite if we're intentional to bless and to speak life. The very first thing that God did with humanity was he blessed them. He blessed Adam and Eve, and then he said, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion in the earth. This is so primal. This is so foundational that what God does is he doesn't withhold blessing until you perform. Now, blessing's not with God. It's not the reward for our productivity. It's the fuel for it. And I think we just need to learn. It's a big part of the reason I wrote the book is just to learn to speak like God, to speak with this expression of grace that fuels the transformation of people. It's an astounding thing that something so important in the Bible we really don't know that much about. Blessing's so misunderstood right now. I'm Scott on SWS Radio. We're talking with Alan Wright, and he's an author, pastor at Renola Church in North Carolina. Alan, it's so interesting because we talk about blessing, you think like, oh, it's prosperity. You think about it, it's like, I'm going to do this so I get something else. But in the Bible, God blesses, and then fathers bless. And blessing is so misunderstood. You know, everywhere I go and speak about this, people say, well, let's start with this. What do you mean by blessing? And I tell them, we're talking about a positive vision spoken in faith in accord with God's Word that establishes identity, helps release destiny. So I always define it. But isn't it interesting, because how surprising it would be if I went to speak on prayer and somebody said, now let's start with this, what do we mean by prayer? You know, we all know what prayer is. And in ancient times and in biblical times, you would never have to ask somebody, what do you mean by blessing? It's a golden thread that weaves its way all the way through the Scriptures. You know, Scott, I thought about at one point calling the book Beyond Hashtag Blessed, because we have (laughs) trivialized it so much. It's not something you say after somebody sneezes or what you say before the meal, or a way to sort of brag incognito, (laughs) uh, hashtag blessed, you know, glad I got the trophy. (laughs) No, this is really a mystical expression of grace. You know, when you have that desire, when you think of like someone you love so much, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a, a dear friend. And you just think, I so want it to go well for them. If I could, I would just take the good that I have, put it in them. I want it for them. What do you do with that? Well, the Bible has an answer. You not only pray for them, you bless them. You learn how to train your tongue to speak life over them. And anyone can learn to do it. We're talking about speaking life over people today at SWS Radio. We're talking with Alan Ride. He's an author and a pastor at Renola Church in North Carolina. 
Alan, it's interesting because a blessing is so much bigger than stuff. A minute ago, you were talking about how it's almost like a mystical expression of grace. And when you read through Genesis, I've always wondered about this, okay? There's this story of Jacob sort of tricking his blind father, Isaac, into giving him this blessing, right? Like the blessing was originally intended for his older brother, Esau. But where did the whole idea of like verbal blessing come from? And why was it such a big deal for Jacob to get that blessing from his dad? Well, the whole idea of blessing starts with God himself. He is, by nature, one who blesses. I mean, even he just created the first day, and he saw it was good. You know, so there's a refrain. He's blessing each day. And then he comes to Adam and Eve, the pinnacle of his creation. And what does he do? The very first thing, the very first interaction of God with humanity, he blessed them. What's he doing with that? He's affirming the beauty and glory and wonder of his own creation. And the affirmation, he's saying, here's who you are. You're made in my image and now have dominion in the earth, be fruitful and multiply. So this is just commonplace throughout the stories of the patriarchs. God calls a man named Abram. He blesses him so that he'll be a blessing to all of the nations. And so it continues. And then you come to this strange story that you reference where Jacob and Esau, these twin brothers, and Esau is the firstborn. He's the one who deserves the blessing. But he is the one who his father is ready to bless, and Jacob comes, and instead of blessing Esau, Isaac inadvertently blesses the wrong son who has snuck in, pretended to be Esau. Well, you know, in our culture, Scott, really, we would think, we would just say, well, no big deal. It's just words. I'll take it back. But instead, the Bible says when Isaac realized he'd blessed the wrong son, he trembled violently. What does that mean? It, It means that there's an irrevocable power that's being released here. It means there's something more than what we can comprehend that's going on with our words when we speak that kind of vision over someone's life. And it's just a thread that runs all the way through the Bible. We all want so much from our parents. I'm Scott on SWS Radio, and we're talking with Alan Wright today at SWS Radio, and he's a best-selling author, hosts a radio show as well. I'll tell you what, Alan, it's interesting when we talk about the power to bless. You know, throughout the Bible, you know, there are fathers that give blessing to their kids. And even in Jewish culture, like on the Sabbath, every Friday night at sundown, For thousands of years, these Jewish fathers would regularly bless their children with words like, may God make you as Ephraim and Manasseh. I mean, what do blessings like that mean? What do they represent? Well, I speak a lot about the Ephraim and Manasseh blessing in the book because it's arguably the most important family blessing in the Bible. For 3,700 years, dads have been speaking that over their kids. And it seems like nobody seems to know why. why. Why Ephraim and Manasseh? They're so obscure. And I think that ultimately this is a picture that is one of the most majestic and glorious pictures of the gospel. When Jacob blesses his grandsons, Ephraim and Manasseh, Jacob crosses his arms. And Joseph says, no, 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 Dad, your right hand goes over the firstborn, over Manasseh's hand. And the left hand, the lesser blessing, goes over Ephraim. But Jacob says, I know what I'm doing. He crosses his arms again, and he puts that right hand, that picture of strong blessing, on the younger. What's going on with this? It doesn't make any sense until you see it in light of a gospel, because really the Bible is a story of a father who had a firstborn. Jesus was the firstborn of all creation, who only deserved the full blessing of his father. But as he hung on the cross, Jesus was experiencing what it was like to take the curse instead of the blessing. It's as if the father in the heavenlies crossed his arms And he took that right hand of blessing that should have been reserved only for his firstborn son, and instead he extended them 
to the second born, to you, to me, to anyone who had received Christ. This is how we can understand what Paul means, that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. This isn't about stuff. This isn't about just material success. This is about the deepest essence of the gospel. And when we learn to bless others, you see, we've connected in with that eternal principle of God to bless, to show unmerited favor, not because we're endorsing someone's sin or their lifestyle as it is, but because we believe that they were made in the image of God and that they can grow and become more and more like Christ. Let's talk about blessings and let's talk about curses for a minute. I'm Scott on Esquist Radio. We're talking with Alan Wright, and he's a best-selling author and pastor in North Carolina. Alan, you've been researching blessing and just released a book called The Power to Bless. It's about how to speak life and empower the people you love. In the Bible, it talks about blessing, but it also talks about curses. Where do you see the difference? Because this isn't just like some sort of mystical thing. So Jesus came full of grace and truth. Not 50% grace, 50% truth, but 100% grace and 100% truth. I really believe blessing is an expression of grace and truth. You know, we're not talking here about simply buttering somebody up. It's like my son, who has got a, a wonderful mind in many ways, and uh, he grew to maybe five foot, eight and a half. He was a great golfer, but not much of a basketball player. Well, it wouldn't <laughs> have been a blessing if I said, Bennett, I think you'll be a great NBA All-Star. That just wouldn't be true, right? And so sometimes we can speak where, okay, there's wishful thinking, but it's not really true. That's not really blessing. There are other times where we can speak, and maybe there's a lot of truth, but there's not much grace attached, and that just becomes the kind of moralism that the Pharisees touted. So I think that really there are really four kinds of speech. There's blessing, which is grace and truth. There's moralism, which is truth but no grace. There's amoralism. There's like, there's no right or wrong. You know, I can just endorse anything. And that's grace with no truth. And what curse is, it's no grace, no truth. Whereas blessing forecasts a positive future, curse forecasts a future of doom. Curse wants to express all the limits because of all of the flaws that we have. And it's so important to understand that Jesus came to take the curse on our behalf so that we know that we in Christ are no longer under curse. You know, I love the proverb that says, a curse without cause cannot light. It's like it can't attach to you. And so we need to learn to receive blessing, reject curse, because of our standing in Christ. It's almost like a blessing is when spiritual things are working for you, and a curse is when spiritual things are working against you, huh? Exactly. And not equal, but opposite measure, because curse can be revoked through the blood of Christ, and blessing is really irrevocable. It's like saying the sins of the fathers might go to the third and fourth generation, but the love of God, the covenantal chesed of God, the love, the steadfast love of God, blessing of God goes on from generation to generation to generation. So when you understand, when we start blessing others, we're impacting generations. We are instilling an identity that says, here's who you are, and with that, I can envision a positive future for you. And it's something that anyone can learn to do. We're talking about how we speak life and how we empower the people that we love. And we're talking with Alan Wright today at SWS Radio. He's a best-selling author and he's a pastor in North Carolina. Alan, in Paul's letter to the Galatians, he says, Don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. Like a man reaps what he sows, and whoever sows to please their flesh, well, from the flesh they'll reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the Spirit, the Spirit will reap eternal life. Alan, do you see like God's idea of blessing a lot like sowing a seed? 
it's exactly like sowing a seed. I think we would do well to just see ourselves as farmers and our words are seeds. One thing we know in this world, you'll never get an apple tree by sowing an orange seed. It will <laughs> never happen. Everything reproduces after its own kind. And God set up the whole world this way so that you sow a seed, it grows into a tree, it bears fruit. Inside that fruit is more seed, more seed to sow. So if there's somebody that you would like to see grow and be transformed and you want to help them, it would never make sense to sow a seed that's in the very direction you don't want them to go. If someone is struggling to be a patient person, simply calling them impatient and cursing them with all the negative ramifications of their impatience, it's just like sowing the very opposite of what you want. Instead, what we need to learn to do is sow the seed that we do want to see. My wife had a great line with our kids when they're coming along and appearances has that moment where you're like, I cannot believe what my kid just did. And everything within you wants to say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen anybody do. What are you doing? Instead, she'd say, listen, God gave you a great brain. I expect you to use it. <laughs> so that's a blessing statement. You have intelligence that's given to you by God. Now use it. You see, you can in every situation learn to help someone live out their true identity. And when we sow seeds like words, they're going to take root and it's going to either reap a harvest of life or ultimately destruction. It's so wild how we think about parenting our kids and we see them do some things that we're proud of and we see them do some things that we're really not wanting to endorse, right? And we're talking with Alan Wright today at SWS Radio and he's an author and pastor in North Carolina. Alan, it's so strange because sometimes our kids will do things like get great grades and we'll say, oh, that's amazing and we'll praise them for that. But there's other times we want to speak life to them when they're not getting good grades, but we don't want to praise them for not doing the work. Like, how do you discern where blessing comes in with that because you know we praise them for things versus we speak life to other things and my wife was such a master of this she would say to our kids god gave you a great brain i expect you to use it or would say i love it when she says to me if, if i'm not living out my christ-like identity you know she's learned to say to me and i'll say to her say you know instead of saying you know you just always do that and that's your problem instead it's much better a blessing statement is you know that's not really like you in other words what we want to do is help people, especially our kids, to understand their identity. If we call our kids lazy, they're likely to go, oh, I'm a lazy person. I'll do lazy things. But if we see our kids and they're doing something that is demonstrating laziness, we don't say, oh, you're lazy and therefore you're not going to accomplish anything in life. That's a form of curse. What we would say is, God didn't make you to be a lazy person. I see that you've got the potential to make a big difference in the world. Therefore, get up and do what needs to be done. So it's always in the way that you craft it. You know, years ago, I was coming home. Our kid Bennett was maybe 10. We played golf. And the first hole in the golf course, I saw that he had a terrible hole and he was getting frustrated. Oh, any golfer can know it's so frustrating. Well, he held it together and he played a good round of golf. And on the way home, I just, it was just not with much thought, just spontaneous. This is the way blessing can come. I just said, hey, Bennett, I said, you know, today on the golf course, I said, you had a tough first hole and I know it was frustrating, but you know, you held it together and you played a good round and we had a good time. I said, you know what? The Bible's got a word for that. It's called self-control. I said, even though you're still very young, I said, I already see a lot of self-control in you. And I think that you're growing into a young man who's going to have a lot of self-control. And then I added, and Bennett, I have observed in watching men, 
men in this world who have a lot of self-control go very far. Well, you know, Scott, how long does that take? Like 30 seconds. But see, that's what blessing does, right? And maybe other listeners could understand what I'm... I probably don't remember my dad ever saying something like that to me. We're starved for it. We need that kind of simple where it's not like, hey, you're better than other kids. No, this is about affirming the deep identity. And something spiritual happens. Something becomes part of us. We are all much better off to get up in the morning and say, hey, in Christ, I'm separated under God, so I'm holy unto the Lord, than to just get up and declare ourselves to be miserable wretches and sinners. And the more that we think of ourselves as holy, the more likely we are to do holy things. So blessing is imparting true identity rooted in the grace and truth of who God has made us to be. And from that, we live and flourish. Well, we're talking with Alan Wright today, and he has a new book called The Power to Bless. is how to speak life and empower the people you love. Thanks for sharing today. So many good ideas. It's such a privilege to be with you. It's going to really just have such a passion to see people get a hold of what is a basic in the Word of God and will change everything about the way you interact with people. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSRadio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.